Hi, everyone, and welcome to the last episode of Women Who Travel for 2019. My co-hosts, Lale Arakoglu, and I are going on a break, and you can expect new episodes to hit in January. Make sure you subscribe wherever you listen to this podcast so you know when we return with some fantastic episodes next year. Last week, you heard a rerun of our Why You should Really Should Be Taking All of Your Vacation Days episode, and this week, we're giving you the tools to find a flight deal to actually take them through the end of the year. To give you a primer on finding the best flight deals, we've got Jessica Puckett, our transportation editor. Hi. She's a woman who traveled newbie, and <laughs> Megan Sparrell, our community editor. Hi. I feel like we should kick it off with our best flight deal wins. Lale, what is the best flight deal you have gotten? This is why we're doing this episode, because I've never gotten one. <laughs> <laughs> I'm very bad and very disorganized, and I always end up just spending far too much money, and I think getting totally ripped off by airlines solely because I am not savvy and clever and strategic about booking my flights. Which is why we have these savvy strategic people on this podcast exactly. episode. A lot of these episodes we do that are like servicey and useful is usually me being like, I'm incompetent. <laughs> please, please help me. Please advise. Um, Megan, how about you? I've recently figured out the flight deals thing. I think my biggest win was Norwegian Air used to do for the past few years, they've done this winter sale on flights to the islands of Guadalupe Martinique. And it's like $130 round trip. It's, it takes about four and a half hours to get there. And there are these beautiful French Caribbean islands. And the first year I started here, it seemed like a thing everybody knew about. And everyone knew to like jump on it when the sale went live. And there was only like a two-day window to book it. I missed it the first time. And the second year, I was ready. <laughs> I had friends who had agreed that when the flights went live, we would just book something to whichever island there was a flight to. And when the flights went live, that's exactly what we did. And it was great. And it definitely got me hooked on like doing flight deals when you can have people ready to go with you. And Jess, how about you? Yes. So my best flight deal is probably it was $360, I think, from New York to Rome. And that was just kind of like a shoulder season, off season in Europe. We went in, I think it was March to Rome. So it was not really like a promoted flight deal, but it was just kind of like those sub 400 um, shoulder season fares. Well, you speak to something that I feel like is hard to capture or wrap your head around, which is like what actually makes a good flight deal. And I feel like it's different things to different people. But under $400 for Europe is usually the go-to, right? Right. That's kind of my benchmark. Like whenever we cover it for a traveler, I'm looking, that's what I'm looking for. Where, like what are other good prices for other destinations? I would say, so I think South America is a little bit more difficult because it can get really far or you're really close. Um, I would say probably in like 300 range is good for the northern part. Um, 400 still if you're going to like Buenos Aires or something like that. So you're saying somewhere like Buenos Aires, um, a good deal is like $400. What is the average price of a flight just to kind of give some perspective on? Oh, to Buenos Aires, it can be like in the... Upper 800, even like yeah. tipping over a thousand. So you're saving on, like $600. Right, exactly. When I think when you look at flights to like New Zealand or Australia, you're looking at a different bracket as well. You're looking at like under 600 because those flights can push 1200, like a normal average flight. So I think probably about that halfway mark, if you're saving 50%, mm -hmm. then like you should feel really confident booking. You were saying, Megan, that you planned ahead for your flight deal. What does that look like and why was it so important when you were jumping on that Norwegian deal? Well, I think because the only way I've done a flight deal is when there is, you know, a sale or something that usually I hear about in the office because we're covering some kind of flash sale where there are really cheap fares, but they're not going to last for long. And 
it's so hard because if you're doing a solo trip, you can just jump on it. But to me, it's the perfect way to go somewhere with friends where I feel like everyone always wants to do group international trips and they just become such a headache to plan. So it kind of takes all of the planning out of it. And there's no like financial, you know, you don't have to get people on board with something expensive. So the way I did it was I just, I knew that this was going to be going live and I talked to a few friends and tried to get people on board so that when it did, I already had yeses and I could just book the flights for everyone. And I think that was super helpful because the year before I just struggled to be like, who should I go with? Who would want to go to these islands that honestly, like I hadn't even heard of before. And it also ended up being a great trip because it took so much pressure off the place. Like no one was arguing over, should we go to Spain or should we go to Mexico City? Like people just were going because $130 for a round trip flight in March when it's freezing in New York is like a no brainer, like to an island, you just do it. And so when you were actually there, because it was such a, you know, you, you were very, you pre-planned it and that you were like, I'm going to get something out of this sale. But it was also very spontaneous because you kind of just, you and your friends rocked up and with very little knowledge about the place you were going to. Um, how did that like change the kind of feel of the trip and um, what it was like to travel together as a group? I think something that I kind of glossed over, but I should mention is that I got everyone on board to go to Guadalupe because that's where I thought the deal was to. And when I got to the checkout page, Guadalupe had sold out and it just said Martinique. And I was literally hit, clicking pay and had to text my friends be like, actually, it's Martinique. And everyone's like, <laughs> we still don't really know what that is. So we really knew nothing. But I think... We did some research, luckily, because it is a flight deal that had been done over like several winters in a row. There were things online of other people who knew nothing about these two islands and decided to go. Um, I was put in touch with someone who was from uh, Martinique who had some great tips, honestly, that I don't know what we would have done without her. But it also I knew it was a small island. I knew that just by figuring out where we should stay, we could get an Airbnb, rent a car and sort of figure it out from there. And that's what we did. And it ended up making for a really good group trip. Because again, no one had like this list of the places they needed to eat, the things they needed to see. Everyone just was kind of there to hang out and be together. And it made for a really great trip. Like it took so much pressure off. What did you love about Martinique? Oh, well, we definitely spent a lot of time just pretending we were like, you know, French girls in the Caribbean. Um, we like would go to the markets, get baguettes and tinned fish and amazing French wine because, you know, it's a French Caribbean island. So all the markets are full of like these French goods. And then we'd go to the beach and hear like great kind of like dance hall-esque music. And we just hung out like we I think. You can go around the island and find so many different types of beaches. So you can be on one where there's this incredible volcano in the backdrop and it's all like black volcanic sand. You can be on another that has like crystal clear water and like this, I mean, just the finest sand you've ever seen. And so it was just cool to go around the different parts of the island and see these different sides to it. And I think it also felt different than like your average island getaway. And just when you were getting that super low fare to Rome, kind of what was going through your head? What was the planning process? Who did you go with? Same questions yes. to Megan to you. <laughs> yeah, so I am definitely a planner when it comes to flight deals. Um, I mean, there's a few ways you can get them that require, like Megan and I were talking, pouncing on the deal. So like those are like your Scott's Cheap's Flights, um, Airfare Watchdog, that kind of put out either their free deals on Twitter or their premium emails. And those are usually like mistake fares. And that's how you see like the $300 like Tokyo or something like that. Um, and those are going to go fast because airlines want to correct that and not have these deals out there because they're mistake fares. Um, 
what I do, I, I can't commit to those as quickly. <laughs> I need to have a plan. So I'm more um, into like Google Flights or tracking through Hopper or something. Um, I usually do Google Flights because uh, Hopper, you have to pay a $5 fee. So I just like kind of avoid that. But Google Flights has, it's almost like a fair calendar. You put in your destination and the airport you want to leave from, and you can click around and kind of see where the cheapest flights are. And I especially do this, like I was saying, for the off season in Europe or wherever. Um, And they'll even let you um, set a reminder uh, and they'll track it and email you when the flights go up or down. Uh, So I basically identify somewhere. I went uh, with my boyfriend, Rob, to Rome. We knew we wanted to go sometime in 2019. And we just basically set this reminder. And when the fare was low enough, I pounced. I will say I have only ever pounced. Um, I have not planned before. Um, And it has led to some very panicked wandering around the office calling friends to get them to jump on board or just booking it by myself. I can't do it. The frantic texting. I can't. I can't. Um, No, because I I would say my best travel win as far as flight deals go was going to Chile for four days for less than $300. Less than $300. It was so it was a $260 round trip fare out of Orlando and my friend at the time was living in Santiago and she was like coming back to the states soon and so I was like now's the time if ever to go I can get a super cheap Spirit or Frontier flight to Orlando and then just zip down to Chile. And I will say like the adrenaline rush of like calling another friend who was in New York, getting her to book, making sure we were booking the same flights, um, making sure they still existed. It was very stressful. And that was a case of a mistake fare from Scott's Cheap Flights, which means that the airline, someone has physically accidentally typed in the wrong number. Um, Amazing. And not all airlines are required to honor them. But in this case, the airline we were flying, Copa, did, which was lovely, um, and we ended up... Wait, what was the airline? Copa. Oh, Copa. Yeah. I heard something else. Okay. <laughs> I heard Cobud. <laughs> Me too, and I was like, I have never heard of that. that. I don't Air think Bud. I would book that flight. <laughs> um, yeah, Copa's legit. Okay. <laughs> um, when you say that an airline isn't doesn't have to honor that flight, does that mean that after you've booked that mistake fare, you could get an email from your airline being like, sorry... Your yes. holiday's canceled. Can Definitely. E- and it can even be like not even an email. You go to check in and they say no. So usually for the most part, <laughs> they will give you yeah. at least advance warning. Um, but in that case, I would recommend not booking anything for about two weeks after you book a mistake fare just to be sure that it gets honored and kind of look into non-refundable and refundable options as far as hotels and things go, just in case that you get that last minute change. And I'm assuming if you have travel insurance, you will be covered this is a prime time to get travel insurance is when you book a mistake fare just in case i want to go back to something that all of you were saying a few minutes ago about how when you find that flight deal and you book it out of the blue spontaneously you then scramble to find friends to go with you but isn't it also quite a good excuse to do some solo travel it's a very good excuse to do some solo travel. I think, you know, it gives you the opportunity, especially when you're not traveling with other people, to be like, I just saved so much money on my airfare that, like, I can afford to book the hotel that I want and pay for it on my own because you are essentially getting 50% off a trip that you would otherwise be taking. I also think, like, JetBlue does these big fare sales. And, again, I hear about them because we're covering them in the office and someone's talking about them. I'm like, 
well, I should go book that for myself. Um, and those go to a ton of different cities, and it usually is also like you have what, like 36 hours or something mm-hmm. to jump yeah. on them? Two or three days. Yeah. And that's actually, and a lot of them were domestic in the, or maybe they all are, but in the last sale, they were all domestic. And that was the first time that I was like, wait, this is the perfect excuse for me to go to New Orleans where I've never been and I'm dying to go on my own because it, I haven't done like a solo domestic trip before, but it kind of, it's not an excuse because you don't need an excuse, but it just made me suddenly consider that where I feel like I'm constantly in a mindset of wanting to spend more time with friends I don't see a lot and like book trips with them and they're so hard to do. So I think before I was always looking for that opportunity, like an easier way to do the friend trip. But I don't know. I like the idea that you can just jump on one and do it yourself. I think that the fair sales, those organized ones by the airlines, are such a great opportunity. Southwest and JetBlue do them all the time. And I think one of the best ways to get on top of them is to sign up. Just either sign up for the frequent flyer program, which you should be doing anyway if you're booking a flight with an airline, um, or just sign up for their newsletter because then you will just get a constant influx of those flight deals to your inbox. And sometimes I'll get messages from JetBlue or American that say, you know, there are low flights from New York right now. So if you put in where you live, um, you have that opportunity to maybe be more spontaneous with the destination and not as spontaneous with the deal booking. Um Back to Chile. (laughs) How much did you know about it before you went there? Were you blind like Megan and just had kind of no idea what you were getting into? Or did you have a bit of knowledge beforehand and it had kind of been a place in your list for a while and finally the opportunity arose? It had definitely been a place on my list. And having a friend who was there, living there at the time, she'd been there for about three months, um, really did help because I knew that we wouldn't have to put that much effort into planning because she would at least be able to know like how to get to the bus station for us to go anywhere else. Um, and because I was only going for four days, it meant that we really didn't have that much to plan, if that makes sense. Um, we really wanted to hang out together to just wander around. So we prioritized that, made one little overnight trip to Valparaiso on the coast and then came back and then zipped back home. So we didn't really have to plan too much, which was nice. Um, and I think, again, like doing a long weekend with a flight deal, it's the perfect opportunity to take a Friday or a Monday and not cut into your vacation days that much or spend that much if you're wanting to travel but wanting to be really budgeted about it. And also, speaking of vacation days, if you have a bunch that you need to use up before the end of the year, finding a flight deal is a really good way to make the most of them. And there's a bunch of stuff coming up over the holidays that you can take advantage of, right? Well, I think everyone talks about Cyber Monday and Black Friday, but Travel Deal Tuesday is this new thing that happened officially about two years ago. Um, and Who it- makes it official? Oh, I'm the not internet. sure. The, the internet. internet. Yeah, there's a tipping point. <laughs> um, the screaming masses. But do you want to talk to us a little bit about what you can get out of Travel Deal Tuesday? Yeah, I mean, this is one of those times where every airline is really trying to put out uh, deals and flash sales and kind of catch consumers' attention. So really, I would say be aware, uh, maybe have some destinations in mind going into Travel Deal Tuesday that you're ready to book once they come up. But yeah, I would expect cheap fares from almost every U.S. airline that day. So flight deals on this Travel Deal Tuesday are usually about 40% off. And again, it's a great opportunity if you're listening to this now and Travel Deal Tuesday is in more or less two weeks. So day after Cyber Monday. Exactly. And I would really suggest you know signing up for those emails from the airlines now or setting those uh, trackers in Hopper, um, which will kind of give you that alert when the flight that you want drops. But the reason why the 
day after Cyber Monday is such a good like flight booking day is because the airlines know that pretty much everyone has already gotten their Christmas and New Year's travel sorted and hasn't probably started thinking about spring or you know, end of winter travel. And so they're trying, because you're in the spendy mood, to get you to book ahead. Um, and that's also kind of a prime shoulder season as well. So flights are already less expensive and they're going to knock them down a little bit to get you to purchase them. So definitely set your trackers, get your emails going um, for Tuesday, December 3rd. 3rd. Exactly. Also, if you haven't used your vacation days up, I would just say like you should Take days off before the end of the year if yours don't roll over like ours don't. But like block the days out now. And when there are all these deals, there may be sales on like tickets to Broadway shows or other things near where you live. Like take the days off anyway. Don't leave them hanging and try and do a staycation or something yeah. like that. Last year, I got a really good Expedia deal actually for the William Vale in Williamsburg. And I just went there and <laughs> stayed there for like two nights over Christmas break. Kind of like a staycation. It was awesome. Awesome. It was like 40% off. And actually, veering away from flight deals for a second, because it does feel worth talking about, given that we're about to go into this sort of season of deals, um, hotels and like other travel stuff, what should we be looking out for? So you can also find hotel deals on Travel Deal Tuesday. So you can put those in. Hopper also does hotels now. Um, so definitely keep an eye out for those. And then my like go-to hotel deal app is Hotel Tonight. Oh my God, just book through Hotel Tonight fantastic and I why think have i not been using it and also this was i put through it because i'm going to a wedding in dc uh this weekend and found a really great hotel and when i told my mother-in-law she was like how on earth have you managed to afford this hotel we're staying in a marriott <laughs> which is lovely um and I was at hotel tonight. It's the it's the trick. Well, and I think the nice thing to know is that even though it used to just be day of hotels, you can actually book out months in advance now on hotel tonight. So it isn't really hotel tonight. It's hotel in the near future. Um, <laughs> and you can find tons of deals. They also have this thing called Daily Drop, which I love because based on the fact that I really like booking things spontaneously. Um, it like gamifies hotel deals a little bit and you can kind of reveal an ultra low exclusive to Hotel Tonight deal every day. Um, and you just get the one and they're usually catered towards the hotels that you've booked in the past. So they're going to be things that you're probably going to like. Um, so definitely check that out if you download the app. And it also covers a really broad scope of hotels that you can find, you know, reduced rates on $700 a night rooms and then also reduced rates on the sort of lower end of the price scale. Do you guys have anywhere else that you would find hotel deals? I actually use booking.com. Have you guys used that? Mm. Go for it. <laughs> um, yeah, so actually for my last trip, it was last week, I think, it feels so long ago, in Belize. That was kind of a spur of the moment because I had to cancel another trip and I still wanted to take a fall vacation. So um, I spontaneously wanted to go to Belize and I didn't know anything about it there. So I was just browsing along on, on booking.com and I got, I got a hotel there. It was a nice resort right on the beach. Um, I think it was like a thousand dollars for five days so it was really good yeah and you can kind of they have reviews there and beautiful pictures so i would highly recommend and you can really comparison shop there in a way Definitely. that you might not be able to on other sites totally um and then as far as like other forms of transportation amtrak 
always has sales. Oh, I'm very pro Amtrak. Yes. Um, Northeast corridor. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But it's it's a lot easier. They do a lot of like BOGO sales and um, discounts on sleeper suites and stuff. Um, So if you sign up for their emails as well, you'll be able to get deals. They do probably about one a month. Um, So definitely keep on the lookout for that, especially if you live in the Northeast or maybe the California coast, because those I think are the best places to take advantage of Amtrak trains. Catching Amtrak in about two hours. Oh, lovely. To go to DC, to stay in the hotel that I booked on Hotel Tonight. <laughs> Full Beautiful. circle. Um, when we talk about shoulder season, what are we talking about, Jess? So shoulder season is a term for after the peak travel summer window, when everyone's off school and everyone's looking for vacations and it's nice weather everywhere. It's the off season after all of that. So fares will drop because less demand um, and people airlines are just trying to get those seats filled. So I would say it starts probably uh, like first week of October after Labor Day, that type of thing. And that's when you can see some really good deals. It probably lasts until um, I would say even like the first week of May, you can still find some shoulder season um, deals. Well, and if you're going to the Southern Hemisphere, then it's just like the reverse, right? It's There's a high season, so the time that everyone goes places and there's a low season and it's like the two bits in between, right? Like- right. And this is really good for planners like me who want to find cheap flights. Um, and I'll also say, just think about planning with uh, Travel Tuesday coming up. If you look at some low-cost carriers, and obviously booking in advance will get you cheaper flights. Um, so I'm a big Southwest fan. I don't know if you guys think that's dorky, but I love Southwest. It's not, because I'm also a yes. Southwest fan. So everybody like in the Southwest cult knows that they open up their fares um, probably like, is it four months in advance? But when the new fare calendar opens, you can, I think they send out an email, they'll, they'll tweet it, they'll kind of publicize it. So if you know what it means, that's the time to go in and pounce on cheap Southwest fares because it's brand new booking, it'll be far out in advance. That's a really good tip that I use. Yeah, and I think again, these airlines and sites that have those fare calendars, so on Google Flights, it shows up as the cheapest flights are in highlighted in green on that calendar. Um, on Southwest, you can kind of look at them as well. Um, I think that's a really great way to say, mm, if I like book on a Tuesday instead of on a Monday, I'm going to save hundreds of dollars. Um, so definitely take advantage of that because I think it reiterates what you know the flights usually cost and what you could be getting if you paid attention and saved. Um, if you don't know exactly what a good deal on a flight to, you know, Rome or Guadalupe slash Martinique looks like. (laughs) So when Travel Deal Tuesday swings around, are there any destinations that the three of you are going to be keeping an eye out for? Yes, I have a couple. Um, So I've kind of sketched out where I want to go for 2020. I am trying to travel more domestically, like you said, Megan. Um, So I'll be keeping an eye out for West Coast deals. I want to do kind of like a Northwest trip. So Seattle, Portland, even like Vancouver, those are definitely on my list. And then I've also never been to Ireland. So I think that's a really good route, New York to Dublin, that will definitely be marked down. So I'll be keeping an eye on that. Well, okay. I have a couple of places that I didn't go last year or this year that I want to go next year. Um, I'd really wanted to go somewhere on the continent of Africa, just somewhere. Like I'm interested in Senegal. I'm interested in Morocco. Um, There's so many places that I'd love to go and check out. And I think because the flights are usually so much more expensive, like if there's whether it's a glitch fare or just like any kind of reduction, I'd 
definitely pounce on that. Um, and I also think I've been wanting to like go back to Asia for a while, like to a big city, whether it's Shanghai or Hong Kong. Um, I know there's a lot of stuff going down, but I just would love like and I think those are areas that you always get cheap flights to. Or you can always see flight deals too. Yeah, and I think Tokyo as well. There are often quite a lot of flight deals to Tokyo if you are patient um, and look for them. There are usually quite a few. Especially if you're willing to fly from the West Coast, you can get some good ones. And I think, again, when we talk about these flight deals, like that flexibility to maybe see that a flight deal is leaving from Orlando or it's leaving from L.A. and knowing that domestically you can maybe a month after you book that really cheap flight, find a cheap flight on Southwest or JetBlue or Frontier or Spirit um, and get to that destination cheaper than it would be just to fly from where you are um, is a great tip as well. So if you see something that's not from where you are, don't discount it as not within the realm of possibility. Where do you want to go, Meredith? Oh, man. Um, Somewhere that I really want to go that I have actually also booked a flight deal to in the past, but then like just had to cancel my trip um, is Mexico City. I have only ever been through the airport um, and being from Texas, I feel like that is so sad because it has been so close to me my whole life. Um, But I would really love to go to Mexico City um, and probably go for a long weekend, eat my weight in tacos and then fly back. Um, And then somewhere else that I want to go next year that is actually very difficult to find flight deals for is Paris. I will say two places that are very rare to find flight deals are Paris and London. It is usually not in your favor to uh, find a cheap flight there just because there's so much demand. Oh, I know. Never, never bought a cheap flight to go home. Very expensive to live abroad. Um, So I think that I will really have to be patient with that one if I want to do it on a flight deal. But I think, you know, with Norwegian and other low-cost carriers, I might be able to kind of work my way around that. Um, But I don't expect to spend $300 like Justin to get to Rome, to get to Paris. So I think it will be um, maybe a little bit more patience and planning than I'm used to when it comes to flight deals. I would say anybody looking for those routes, Norwegian is bookable again Uh, for the next couple of years. It's pretty on solid footing. So get those fares. And then French B is another one that's kind of come into the marketplace. Um, It is like kind of the bare bones still, but it'll get you to Paris for definitely less than I think the legacy airlines. I will say the one airline that flies to Paris that I'm dying to fly that always does flight deals just around this time of year, actually, is La Compagnie, which only has business class. And this will definitely not be um, cheap, uh, it's about $1,200 round trip in business class on the sale fare, which usually comes out in December. But $1,200 for a business class fare to Paris is absolutely absurd. There are round trip economy flights that cost that much if you don't plan ahead. Um, so, oh, I know. <laughs> <laughs> so if you're looking to um, fly to Paris and want a more luxurious experience like that I definitely consider to be a flight deal, even when it's on a, at its most expensive, say fifteen, seventeen hundred dollars. Um, Sometimes it's worth it to splurge on that business class deal. I mean, it just sounds glorious to have a plane that is only business class. Yes, very bougie. Um, I have mentioned wanting to go here on this podcast before, but I have been desperate to go to Vietnam and. From what I gather, you can find some quite good deals to go over to that part of the world. I don't know how many of our listeners follow our dear friend Sebastian Modak, who's currently on his 52 Places Odyssey, but he was in Vietnam this week and his Instagrams have been torturing me. I cannot think of anywhere I want to go more right now. 
And then I also want to go over to the West Coast. Um, I love it there. My best friend has, is moving there. And the only way I'm going to get to see her regularly is if I take advantage of flight deals. So I feel like, oh, actually, no, one more place. Um, I really want to go back to Australia. And oddly, for the furthest point away from New York, from what I gather, you can find some quite cheap deals. And I think it just comes down to that planning and thinking like, okay, these are my four places that I'm going to prioritize next year. I'm going to set flight trackers. I'm going to talk to friends um, slash significant others to make sure they're on board (laughs) um, to book when it comes across my plate. But I mean, I feel like with you, the Vietnam trip has always been a goal, but then it gets to the end of the year and you're like, oh, shit, I haven't gotten to Vietnam. And we record another podcast episode where I go, next year, I'll be going to Vietnam. <laughs> so if anyone sees a flight deal to Vietnam, please send it Lala's way. I was going to say, this is so nice because now that I get airline deals, I can send them to you. Oh my God, I know your please. destination. Oh my gosh, I'll send you a full list. <laughs> Um, if you have a place that you are dying to go next year on a flight deal, please let us know. We may or may not have tips for you specifically. Um, so tweet at us. We'd love to help you plan your trips. So if people want to follow your trips next year, whether or not you go to the West Coast and all the places that you're dying to go, um, Jess, where can people find you? So I mainly just do Twitter. So my handle is at Jess Puck. Um, yeah, you can find me there. And Megan? I'm at Spirelli on Instagram. I'm at Lale Hannah. And I'm at Oh Hey There Mayor. While we are on our break, you can check out more stories at womenwhotravel.com and listen to old episodes of the podcast wherever you find them. They aren't going anywhere. And we would love for you to listen. We will talk to you next year. See you next decade. Oh, stop. (laughs) (laughs) In the 20s. Oh, my gosh. Um, We'll talk to you soon. 